Good morning, church. We are in our season of Advent, the Advent, the arrival of Jesus. We are preparing ourselves for, uh, to celebrate his first arrival and preparing ourselves as Christians for his second Advent, the coming of Christ. And our, our sermon series this, this uh, Advent is Arise, Shine, for Your Light Has Come. And today we are in the ninth chapter of Isaiah. That comes from the 60th chapter of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 1. We are in chapter 9. There are Bibles in front of you if you'd like to follow along. Isaiah's about in the little before the center of the Bible. If you hit Jeremiah, you've gone too far. It's in the Old Testament. Isaiah 9, verse 2. Familiar kind of Advent text. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light shone. You have multiplied the nations. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end on the throne of david and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Let's pray. Father, you are good. And so we'd ask for your presence, your promised presence, Lord. You promised to pour out your spirit, to come to all who call on your name. And so we call on you this morning, Lord. Pour out your spirit on us, fill us, guide us, strengthen us. Lord, it's by your spirit that we have understanding of your scripture. And so, Lord, um, your word is alive by your spirit, so come and do your work in our hearts and minds. Empty me of myself, Lord, pour your spirit into me that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts might be satisfying to you, Lord, and a source of inspiration and hope and life for us. We ask this in Jesus' name, and all God's people say, amen. Well, there was once a people waiting in darkness, waiting for the light of God to come. And just as God promised, the light entered the world. As a baby born to a peasant family in the city of Bethlehem, Jesus, the light of the world, was born a light in the darkness. And here's how John, the writer of the Gospel of John, describes Jesus in John chapter 1. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus, the light of the world, the light of life, came into the darkness of this world and brought hope and forgiveness and salvation. Jesus is the light of life. He is the promised light looked for and longed for by the people wandering in darkness. The light that Jesus brought is abundant and eternal life for all who call on his name. The light of life. <laughs> That's what he is. And, and I don't think that we think about that very much or understand that really. I think we sort of read over that. Jesus is the light of life. And we kind of, yeah? 
Well, today we're going to dive into it, and we're going to discover the gift that Jesus is, the fact that he is God's light of life. Isaiah's prophecy from chapter 9 concerning Jesus doesn't just speak to some ancient people long ago. It, it speaks to you and to me, right? To our world today, the people who walked in darkness, as the text says, are people who do not know the light of God, Jesus Christ. And that isn't just some kind of ancient group long ago. That's a word for us, for all of us, and, and for our world today. As we mentioned last week, so many people feel like we're walking in darkness these days. They feel as though they themselves are wandering into kind of dark places. And as I look around, I see so many people struggling. Do you see it? Coworkers or friends, family that are overwhelmed or worried or doubting. And maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe you feel like you've been walking around in darkness, longing for some light, some hope, some peace. Maybe you're struggling physically or emotionally or spiritually, and your struggles feel like a, a thick blanket of darkness. There's so much anxiety and depression and confusion these days, isn't there? Hmm? So many people who are walking as wounded, dealing with this darkness here and there. I mean, you don't have to dig too deep to see the darkness out there in the world, wars and riots, political division, smash and grab robberies, homelessness, economic uncertainty, inflation, gender confusion, the over-sexualization of our culture, violent video games and terrible violence in our schools and on our streets, fentanyl, the opioid crisis, mental health epidemic. What was once wrong is now titled as right and good, and what was once good and right is now labeled as wrong. Things are upside down and twisted. Make no mistake, the world is dark. There is darkness at work in the world pulling at us. The devil is real. <laughs> and evil is real at work. And there is a darkness at work in us. Sin is always seeking to draw us and to rear its ugly head in each of us. And it can feel ominous and dark at times. And we can be overwhelmed by it all like a thick darkness. But today, here in this place, in this space, we hear a word from the prophet spoken to us. The people who walked in darkness, have seen a great light. These are words of truth. They are promises coming for you and for me. It's the hope we need. The light has come. The light of life. And here's the truth for us today, that Jesus has entered the darkness of the world, the darkness of our own lives, and His light shines forth. He is our hope. The light shines in the darkness, and no darkness has overcome it. I implored you last week to focus on the light of God, Jesus Christ. I ask you to turn away from the darkness that plagues us, turn off the minute-by-minute -minute new barrage of news, and stop obsessing over your fears, and look into the light of Jesus Christ, into his face. Turn away from the darkness, and look at the cross, and the love, and the forgiveness of Jesus. He's the light of the world. Our peace the peace that we need in this present darkness. Amen? That's not the end of the sermon. Last week we heard this truth that Jesus is literally light. Remember I talked about that? And that through Jesus we see clearly who God is. He illuminates the reality of what God is like, the character of God in our world. In Jesus we see clearly that God is forgiveness and merciful, that we see lived out in Jesus the love of God for you and me. There's hope. Jesus is the light that God promised. He is 
a, not just a light, not just one of the lights. He is the one true light, as the Gospel of John said. The one light promised from God. And because God is good, because we see clearly in Jesus how much God loves us, we understand that we need that light of God, that we need the light of God to shine on us. So last week, the light of God showed us who and what God is like. God's character and nature. Today, the light of Jesus shines on us, and by it, we discover who we are, our nature, our needs. And we understand more clearly how Jesus is the light of life as he shines on us. God's light shining down on us and in us does two things. Number one, it exposes the darkness in us and in the world. And number two, it expels the darkness. So first of all, Jesus is the light of God exposing the darkness in us and in the world. When the light of God shines on us, we discover just who we are. <laughs> and it's not a pretty picture. When the light of God shines on us, we can't hide our sin or our brokenness. We can see clearly that we're creatures, <laughs> imperfect, broken, sinful, and we, we can try and pretend, we can kind of try to avoid it, or we can run from the light that God is longing to shine on us. We can run from that, but when the light of God hits our life, <laughs> it exposes the truth. We're broken. In the pure light of God, we just can't pretend anymore. Does anybody have a closet in your house that's the catch-all? Huh? You know, like you, um, if all of a sudden you hear somebody's coming over, you just kind of gather up armfuls of stuff and just toss it in the closet and just hope that it clicks, right? And you just, you can kind of, you can kind of, you know, show off your home like, all is well. We're sanitary. Just don't look in the closet. Just don't open that door. You see, when the light of God shines, we just can't hide our garbage. He sees what's in the closet. We can't pretend. His light exposes everything. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians chapter 5. Look at what it says there in verse 11. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. The Apostle Paul writes, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of the things that they do in secret. This is the evil of the, in the world, right? The darkness. In verse 13, But when anything is exposed by the light, what does it say? It becomes visible. <laughs> God sees it. There's no hiding. Everything gets exposed. It's all revealed. And what's seen in the light of God, what gets exposed in us, isn't pretty. As the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The closet's in full view, everybody. It's all out there. There's no pretending. Well, uh, you know, now I know, I know you, what you're thinking, you know, wow, bummer, Pastor Dave, thanks a lot. Um, you know, this is a real downer, 
Uh, I don't want to hear about my sin or the fact that I'm imperfect. I don't need to I can be reminded of the temptations that I struggle under or the closet that I'm stuffing things into. And I hear you. It is not necessarily easy or fun to think about or to dwell on our brokenness. <laughs> but the light of God can reveal some stuff in us that we're not very proud of, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't look at it or deal with it. Amen? And by the way, if you don't know it's there... If it's never been pointed out to you, how can you deal with that disease and that brokenness that's at work in you? Now, you can plug your ears. You can la, 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 la. You can, you can play in the dark and never desire the light of God to shine on your life. It gives you that freedom. But to what end? What are you left with? <laughs> Darkness, anxiety, fear, death that's no way to live in fact it isn't life you and i all know people who are living more dead than alive because they will not let the light of god shine they run it's really imperative that we deal with sin, that we allow the light to shine on us, that we look at the stuff in our life and acknowledge its presence because as Scripture reminds us, the wages of sin is death. <laughs> the light shining, exposing our brokenness is actually a huge gift. It's a huge gift. It helps us see what needs to be rooted out, cast out, cleansed. This is about life and death, life in Christ or death in the flesh and the world. And in terms of our physical needs, we can think of it like this, you know, um, I'm really glad that when I have something wrong, the doctors don't just kind of go into surgery and just kind of cut me from, you know, neck to toe and go, well, what do we got here? You know, they, they, do, they do a little triage. They, they send you to get a little x-ray or an MRI or a CAT scan so they can see what's going on so that when they do surgery, they know what they need to do. They heal you. The light of God exposes what God wants to do surgery on, what needs to be removed in us in order for us to have the hope, peace, and life and a relationship with God that he longs to have with each of us. Proverbs 4.19, you can write this down and look it up later. Proverbs 4.19 says, The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. And then it says this, They do not know what they stumble over. <laughs> They don't know what they're stumbling. Evil doesn't want to know or see, so they sit in their sin and they stumble around in the chaos and then they're wicked stumbling around in the dark. It is not a way to be alive. John 3, verses 19 through 21. John 3, 19 through 21. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed but whoever does what is right comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God see evil and sin does not want the light to shine on it it is sinister and sneaky and it doesn't want to be exposed it does not want to be found out or pointed out think of addiction right <laughs> It likes the dark. Don't talk about it. Then it has full power. It wants its ugly hold over your life. It wants to be left alone in the dark. Do you sense deep down that something is wrong? 
but you don't know what it is or how to deal with it. You expend a lot of energy pretending that everything's okay. Tossing things in that hidden closet. Are you tired of the battle? Are you wandering in the dark alone, afraid or doubting or hurting? Are you trying to battle this darkness on your own today? Jesus, the light of the world, holds out his arms and says to you today, come, come, all you who are weary, come, and let my light shine upon you. Let my light shine upon you. Exposing your brokenness, exposing the disease of sin at work in you, pointing out your need. It isn't done by God to crush you or condemn you. It's done in order to bring you healing and life. And here's the deeper truth in all of this. Jesus shines his light on us to reveal to us one powerful truth. None of us can deal with the darkness in us or in this world apart from him. We need his light. The light of life. He is the light of life, not just because he exposes our darkness, not just because he can point out the darkness, but because he and only he can expel that darkness. The light shines in the darkness, and what? No darkness has overcome it. Which leads us to the second point today, that the light of God not only exposes our darkness, it casts it out and expels it. God doesn't shine his light on us exposing this brokenness and sin so he can laugh at us or crush us with it. He exposes us, illuminates it in order to deal with it, to oust it, (laughs) to take its power away. In John 3, verse 17, it reminds us there that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus has the power to wash us and cleanse us and save us. You see, the darkness doesn't stand a chance against the light of God that is Jesus Christ. The darkness doesn't stand a chance. Amen? Turn to 1 John, way back, almost to the book of Revelation. 1 John chapter 1, way back, almost to the book of Revelation. Chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from Jesus and proclaimed to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we don't practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and will cleanse us from all, from all unrighteousness. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Jesus is that light of life because we can live in him forgiven and freed. We can walk in relationship with the living God. Jesus can heal you. He can protect you from darkness. He has the power to cast it out and to fill you with brilliant light. We're going to talk next week about what it means for us that the light is shining in us and can shine through us. There's something really powerful about that and gives us this great purpose. We'll deal with that next week. But Jesus is the light of life because by his light we can be cleansed from, we are freed from the power of darkness. We are forgiven and healed and children of the living God. Verse 7 through 9 of that first John. But if we walk in the light to see in light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all our sins. 
Do you want to deal with darkness? Do you want to find hope and freedom from sin? Then I invite you to come into the light. The loving light of God. For God longs to have fellowship with you. To be in relationship with you. But darkness has no place in God's presence. And we can't deal with that. But He can. But He can. He can deal with that. Jesus will expel that darkness and wash us and resurrect us for He is the light of life. Now, I don't know where you've been (laughs) in your life or what sort of darkness you've been battling, but I do know this. For any people who are walking in darkness, your light has come. There is hope. His name is Jesus. There is darkness in the world. Yep. Is there darkness at work in us? Temptation? Yep. Is it hopeless? (laughs) No. It is not. Arise. Shine. Your light has come. Jesus, the light of life. And He is here for you today. He loves you dearly. He loves you enough to expose the darkness in your life and to expel and forgive you, to expel it and forgive you. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, the text says. So I want to end today in Colossians chapter 1. You go there, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, chapter 1, starting at verse 9. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all the power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, underline it, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom, the kingdom of His Son, where there is light and life. There's great news today. Darkness doesn't stand a chance. Are you with me? Darkness doesn't stand a chance here. I'm going to say it again because someone needs to hear it. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not and will not and cannot overcome it. Jesus exposes and expels the darkness, so come. I invite you to come and live in the light. Come and be healed and be saved. The darkness has no power over you. Because of Jesus Christ, come. For Jesus is the light of God, the light of life for you. You know, in that text from Colossians, it says about praying for you. So I'm going to, at the end of the service today, and we haven't done this in a little while, uh, but Mary, I'm going to ask if Al would come up and the and be on each side here, two of our prayer partners and uh, shepherds. And um, 
If you feel like you're walking in darkness and you need prayer, I want to invite you to come up at the end of the service. This will be after the service, just to be prayed over. If you're, if you're struggling underneath the burden and you feel the burden of the world, I'd like you to come and be prayed for. If you don't know whose you are or what kingdom you belong in, I'd like you to come and be prayed for. For Jesus is here to meet you and to fill you, to save you. And so come, arise and shine. Your light has come. Let's pray. Father, you are good. You are light. And you is no darkness at all. And so as we draw near to you, would you do your work on us once again? Would you draw us to you and fill us? Would you strengthen us in faith and hope and in life? Father, would you wash us and cleanse us and renew us? Father, we need you. And so come and shine your light on us. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people say,